0: Yo it's the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and hey. Bradley, you're here with us today.
1: Yes, I'm so excited to be with you guys. Well, I'm
0: so glad you're here. <laughs> this had not been your plan, though.
1: Blah, blah. No, in fact, I was supposed blah, to be on a blah, cruise. Now look. Total privilege moment. I understand. Um, many of us had our vaca- vacations canceled. <laughs> I've worked at my talk too long. Um, many of us have worked at my talk too long. No. <laughs> um, many of us have had our vacations canceled, and I'm just but one of many. And I'm I'm very grateful to have had the opportunity to have my vacation canceled because that means I could go in the first place. That said, I also just have been. Jamie and I both, since we would have been gone, have been doing that thing where we're like, well, right about now we'd be sitting on our balcony enjoying a nice uh, coffee or an iced tropical beverage. And then you're like, womp, womp. womp, womp. But um, that's really exciting. So,
0: <laughs> well, I brought this story about another cruise ship because I wanted to tell you. That there is another, there are actually still cruise ships out there floating. Which probably,
1: sup- I do, but this probably very much surprises people because of the way the pinhole lens through which um, the world saw cruises as a focal point right. for this pandemic.
0: So this is why I wanted to bring this story of this cruise. So by the way, this cruise ship, it's the MSC Magnifica. And um, it is actually one of three cruise ships that is still sailing with passengers, and it will be docking today. And there's a reason why I brought this story to you, because I think it's a fascinating story about what could have happened on a cruise ship that wasn't struck with COVID-19. Yeah. Because this is what's so amazing about this cruise ship. It is docking today to drop people off so that they can return to their homes. And nary a human on this cruise ship has been touched by COVID-19.
1: Like literally there's no coronavirus no on this cruise ship? No
0: coronavirus on this cruise ship. Why are they docking? Thank you. That was my first question. And I, I, I just want to just, I need to back it up for a second and have us all just take a deep breath at the notion that there was floating out in the middle of the sea like this oasis of covid-19 free humans yeah that is bonkers right that's like being in space i thought the same thing when our astronauts came back from the international space station i was like i don't know feels kind of safe out there. I know Not I kind of sure feel like, like I would
1: stay up there although right? they were probably like if something goes south down there I yeah. want to be able to get home.
0: True. Also, I mean, you know, they had the whole social isolation thing down. But but the story of this cruise ship goes like this. The cruise ship left in January. On January 5th, it left Genoa, Italy. Wow. And at that time, this was going to be one of those amazing trip of a lifetime world cruises. 1,700 passengers. Mainly, oh, that's a nice number. Yep. Mainly Italian, French, and German. At the time that they left on January 5th, they hadn't even heard of the virus. So they took off from their port. And um, they made a couple stops. And as they stopped they learned more about coronavirus. Sure, Um, But every time they got back on board and set sail again, everybody was healthy. So fast forward to um, how they ended up finding themselves in the middle of a political mess. They were trying to dock in Auckland, New Zealand. And um, as, as they have to do every time they go into a port, the captain had to update about all of the health issues that they had seen on board, right? That's, part of the deal with COVID-19 is like, okay, we, we need to dock. We need to, you know, we won't let anybody off the boat. They weren't going to let anybody off the boat, but they needed to refuel and they needed to restock. And so they said, Hey, um, we need to, to come in to dock. And they were like, great. Awesome. What's been going on in your medical area of the cruise ship. Sure. And they, the message they gave was that at that point, They had seen about 250 people in the medical room in the past two weeks, but most of them were for painkillers or dressings or other routine visits.
1: Okay, so yeah, they didn't have anybody that showed symptoms of COVID-19.
0: There was no sign of COVID-19 on board. They simply wanted to come into port to refuel and resupply, and then that was it. They were not going to disembark. Well, as they rolled in to Sydney... Uh, They said, no, hold the phone. Uh Uh-uh, you can't come in because what had been reported on land was that 250 people had the coronavirus on board. sure. So they had no idea what was waiting for them. And as they came into port, there was a huge protest. Oh, sure. So imagine that, like, in and of itself, it's bizarre, right? When was this, by the
1: way? I'm sorry.
0: That happened in, let me see, the date of that was...
1: I mean, I just meant, like, is it, like, a couple days ago, or this was back in, like... this was in, in like, like
0: February, March, I think, in March. So, again, these people have been on this cruise since January 5th. So they have not gotten to stop at the places where they were going to stop.
1: So the the thing I want to know, then, uh, uh, the questions that I would have are... Like, are they going to get their money back? Because these are like, again, once in a lifetime cruises. And I would feel a little short changed.
0: You know that I don't know the answer to. And that's that's not covered in the in the lengthy article. I mean, you know, they're going to do something, right? They've got to. And I think there's some questioning, of course, right? Like about, you know, how the cruise lines will rebound rebound from this. Mm -hmm and i just want to point out cuz i think this is the most important and interesting thing about this cruise ship not one case of covid-19. Yeah. So like when you talked about being able to quarantine on a cruise ship, this mm-hmm. is kind of this the one This is the you one that you wanted on. to be on, yeah, for because sure. Because by all accounts, everything that continued on that ship was exactly what had been planned all along except for the stop at ports. Yeah. So they were eating good in the neighborhood the whole time.
1: Oh god. They were There had to be such a mind parties.
0: Bleep. They were having all the shows. Everything that you would get on a cruise ship was going on as planned.
1: That's fascinating. Is not um, that
0: fascinating?
1: Well, and also like the, the the really sad thing is like yeah, you can make there's time to like place blame in places and after all this is done. Uh right. whatever that means. Yep. Um cuz I kind of don't feel like that's a statement that means a lot right now, but at some point, you know, you can account for things that have been done incorrectly. And certainly cruise lines, among other industries, are going to have to like come to terms with how they dealt with customers and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, honestly, I think it's it, it's that thing with cruise ships, like whether it's norovirus or anything that mm-hmm. happens. It's it's such a, like, focal point, like, because um, it's like a little...
0: It's like a Petri dish. It's or like a like Petri a,
1: dish or like or a like bubble.
0: A, it's like a microcosm of...
1: So it the gets, world
0: we live in just floating around.
1: It gets outsized attention yeah. because it's so. Plus, I think there's this thing about being, st- quote, stuck that it's such a finite group of people that everything just seems so much bigger, whether it's norovirus or coronavirus. Yeah. And it's not to say that that industry isn't going to have some long term impacts and will be, you know, probably devastated and uh, like a number of lines will probably go out of business, but. Um, it i do just think about all the people who's like every industry livelihoods depend on that that stuff and you think about all the people in ports that rely on the income of you know tourism yeah. uh, that are coming from those cruise ships like so many of the industries it's just it's so overwhelming.
0: Yeah. It's it's I just think it's a fascinating story and I actually encourage you to read more, more about this cruise ship because there's another whole side story about one of the chefs on the cruise ship who was petitioning to get off. Oh wow. In Sri Lanka, which is where his family was from. Yeah. Rather than going forward to be let off the boat at some point back to Europe, or then he would have to be quarantined there.
1: Yeah. And then have to travel exactly. back and probably be so quarantined this, there. This
0: whole, there was like a whole campaign to get this chef off the boat in Sri Lanka and how they did it. Cause they did it and he was able to go home. Oh, cool. So anyway, I just highly recommend if you can get your hands on any of the stories about this cruise ship, um, The MSC Magnifica, which is docking today.
1: MSC is like a a fascinating story about this cruise line because it's relatively new in our world in terms of like the American market. But Uh they have a ton of new ships and are doing things really differently. But they also have a very international, like, you know, a lot of Italians, a lot of Europeans.
0: It's fascinating. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have to talk about another ship. This time we have to talk about Bruliana. What's a publationship, Bradley? A
1: relationship for publicity. And
0: what's Bruliana?
1: That's uh Juliana Huff and or Julianne Huff and Brooks Lake.
0: We gotta talk about them after this on my talk one oh seven one. Okay, we have another publationship we have to catch up with. What's a publationship, Bradley?
1: A relationship for publicity.
0: And uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, and we are a relationship for publicity. <laughs> on My talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer.
1: We are not intimately involved.
0: This is 1,000% true, especially right now where we are all in different rooms.
1: Literally and figuratively. It's wow. so true. <laughs> I don't know, not figuratively, but...
0: Okay, just literally. Just literally. Um, we do have a, a publishing ship, though, that we need to talk about, and that is Bruliana.
1: Yeah, so is Julianne Huff and Brooks Lake. Um, we talked about these two last week, so there's this weird thing happening with these two, and this has been sort of a a lazy river publishing ship that just kind of, like wends its way around different like news cycles. Like you don't hear a lot about these people because frankly, I don't know that many people really pay that close attention to Julianne Huff and or Brooks Lake. Right. But they've been a thing, right? For a while. And they have been a publication ship on uh, sort of the lower tier of publicationships ships because they've, you know, they've talked about their relationship throughout, which is a sign of a publication ship, yeah. And um, again, I don't know what their actual relationship is with one another, but what I will say is, most recently we talked about them because they're not quarantining together, which is a little odd, would you not say? Well, Adam, yeah,
0: and we've been actually talking about this with other publication ships. Exactly, if they're not quarantining together. It makes us wonder. Yeah,
1: it makes it tells a story. And the story that we were told last week was that he was in Idaho in so, or Montana or some far away snowy place with his dog being all manly and alone. Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, she was uh, in L.A. and not only was she in L.A., but she was also in another story Stepping out with another man who has been a quote long time friend. And if it's a man who's a long time friend and he ain't a homosexual, you better wonder. So, mm-hmm. so that's where we were last week. Well, this week, today, we see from Us Weekly exclusive. And what does an Us Weekly exclusive indicate, uh, Colleen?
0: That the call is coming from inside the house.
1: Yeah, meaning the story is being spit directly to us from the mouths of one of the celebrities involved. Correct. In this case, the headline says Julianne Huff and Brooks lake are quote not doing well in their marriage okay okay well i mean i feel like we heard this about six months ago but whatever what's the story so the um the exclusive for us weekly in this particular story is simply this brooks lake and julianne huff quote are not doing well uh so That's literally all the stories. And then they go back and they they do the things that I just told you. They tell you about how um, he was in Idaho. She was like walking around with some guy um, named, uh, what's his name? Uh, Westworld alum. Oh, his name was Ben. Yeah, Ben Ben. Barnes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so they tell you all that stuff and they don't really give you anything else new. But what this says to me is... That one of them wants to confirm that the two are not doing well after these pictures of her stepping out. And these pictures of her stepping out are clearly an effort to say, we are not together, right? And I think that there are two media narratives happening. There are the things that are coming from her end and the things coming from his end. And he has been dropping stories to the media for the last couple months, mostly to get attention for his new podcast podcast.
0: Inside of her yes. house?
1: Yes. What's called the call from inside Julianne Huff house is what? Well,
0: that call is coming out over uh, Instagram stories. So this is the headline that I had to click on. Julianne Huff gets rid of the quote stagnant energy as she and Brooks Lake spend time apart. And um, what you're then treated to is some screenshots from her Instagram stories where she um. is dancing. About emotionally dancing about the pain in her life.
1: Okay. Um, what? Mm-hmm. Emotionally like, dancing about the pain in her life? Yep. Is that called screaming into a pillow? Because that's what I do.
0: She wrote on one of her her uh, parts of the video, releasing all this stagnant energy built up from what's going on personally and in the world. Oh, she's probably dry humping like she did on that table in Davos, Switzerland. Well, it's... D- i want you to look at the image because it tells a story yeah, uh
1: it, it's and the story is look um, at me, sad look yeah. at me <laughs> the story is one of egotism uh, yeah. egoism and uh, uh egotisticism she's an egotisticist
0: yes she is and she's egotisting all over her instagram oh, welcome God. home to your own skin jewels she wrote to herself. She's trying to sell her Kinner gene. They're, it's right there. They're both
1: selling something and yeah. it smells like mm-hmm. dookie.
0: And I'm not buying it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some D bags to tell you about celebrities behaving badly. After this on My Talk 1071.
1: Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's
0: your D
1: bag, Bradley? My D bag. A woman, okay. Caitlin Carter, does that name ring a bell?
0: Oh, she was the l- l- gal,
1: <laughs> yeah, who
0: was in a relationship with uh that uh Miley Cyrus, you know, yeah, right hot. after she uh, got divorced and then uh now she's with that Cody Simpson guy,
1: yeah. Miley's with that Cody, she yeah. was with the lady Caitlin for a couple of weeks and they were hot and heavy on mm-hmm. a boat, anyway. Um, she's my d bag today, and you know, in the time of COVID 19. She's not like the worst person in the world but listen to this story. So over on page 6, Caitlyn Carter admits she was mortified after her split from Miley Cyrus.
0: Mortified.
1: Mortified. And I was like, "Well, tell me more about your mortification, yes. honey." Yes. So, um she talks about uh, she apparently did this Instagram live session with uh castmate from The Hills New Beginnings, Whitney Port, yep, about her whirlwind relationship quote unquote with singer Miley Cyrus. And um, that's when she said she was mortified. Now, she says that she was very naive to how the media and fans would receive their breakup. What's interesting is she's not mortified by the way the media reacted to her relationship or, as we might call it, publationship. Publationship. What's that?
0: Mm -hmm. That is a relationship for the purposes of publicity.
1: Yeah, like she was not, uh, because obviously, it's so so obvious, obvious, she knew that relationship would get attention. And Mm -hmm. that's what she wanted. What she's mortified by is how the media received their breakup.
0: Okay. I don't even remember that.
1: Right? Okay. Quote, what happened to me? Basically, just after Miley and I went our separate ways, I thought, okay, my life's just going to get back to the way it normally was for me when I'm on my own. I had no expectations that anyone would give a bleep about (sighs) me by myself. So she knows that they only care about her because of uh, Miley Cyrus. Okay. Okay. It's like an astonishing level of insight awareness. Um, then she goes, I had no plan in place. I didn't think about anything. Now, of course you'll remember they only dated for a month mm-hmm. before going their separate ways. And she didn't have a plan in place.
0: Okay. And by the way, can I say before we get to her, not having a plan in place, it's also, I think important to remember that their dalliances on that boat were what, and the f- photography of such dalliances is what made us know that miley cyrus had broken up with her husband yeah.
1: and she forgot to tell us yeah
0: so that there's her, that. And her
1: husband were getting divorced
0: yeah okay sorry
1: um you're absolutely right so then she goes on to say about again remember caitlin carter is mortified at the way the press she was mortified at the spotlight she was in following her breakup from miley cyrus is essentially what she's saying she goes on to say quote I just didn't anticipate anything like this happening. I'm not sure what's really happening. Me
0: neither. Uh, what is this? Cuz
1: did we really talk a lot about Caitlyn Carter really. after she left Miley Cyrus? I
0: thought maybe that's what she was mortified about. <laughs> right?
1: That's probably the truth. Like that
0: she didn't Quote, get the amount of attention she wanted. Uh-huh.
1: But she's saying the opposite, which is why this is so weird and she's kind of DBaggy about it. "Quote, I'm used to it when like I'm like with Brody or when I was with her." but never when I'm on my own. My mind is just swirling. I was just so mortified. The narrative, listen to these words, please. The narrative was so not what the actual situation was and that was such a wake up call for me. I had never thought about what my narrative even was or what it was Um, going to be. I had always gone with the flow or whatever people say they say, I don't care. I have always taken a back seat a little bit and sort of trusted the person I'm with to run the show, especially publicly, because it's never really something I wanted. I never really wanted to put myself out there oh, in that way. Oh my gosh! Excuse me, lies and trash. What? That's lies and trash. Well, yeah. I mean, you're on a reality show, one of the first. Yeah. Yeah. Don't that made PM a genre? Leg and
0: tell me it's raining. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> that's ridiculous
1: i just love that she's like but, but it was such a like completely reality star way of getting attention yes. is by saying i wasn't prepared for the attention i got I didn't after want the attention. i didn't do something it's like
0: what can i also just how point out i think your... my favorite part of this is yeah is that she's telling all of this to whitney port who's no way no how gonna call her on her B to the s yeah
1: and i i will admit i'm not a follower of this particular genre of reality uh television but, but it is
0: a reality show right like there's
1: and the hills the, was one of the first yeah, right
0: well was one of the first of its ilk yeah so uh,
1: it sort of launched a thousand ships it
0: was sort of like the um it was like a reality dramedy drama dramatization yeah that's what I mean. Kind Which, of like... Which, honestly, is what the Keeping Up with the Kardashians is essentially based on. Yeah. Right? I was going to
1: say, it's it's very... Like, the Kardashians pretend that they're a little more re- real than perhaps the Hills would right. have. Um, I think of The Only Way is Essex was the other sort of precursor in this genre, where yep. you're watching it and you're like, what am I watching? Is this real?
0: Right. Anyway,
1: um, but again, it's like only a person on a reality show could figure out a way to get attention for something that nobody was paying attention to,
0: unbelievable. Which is
1: her not being with Miley Cyrus.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: d Um.
0: Hey, did I just mention the name Kardashian?
1: You did. Oh my gosh!
0: Funny. That's my D bag.
1: <gasps> oh, tell me more. Which okay. one? All of them? It's a
0: frequent flyer. It. Thank you. Please, um, accept your points on the website. Okay. So they. The specific Kardashian is Khloe Kardashian in this story, but also Kris Jenner because of this narrative that they are trying to push. And that narrative is that Khloe Kardashian is trying to remain open to the idea of having another baby with Tristan Thompson. Thompson. We briefly touched on this, I believe, on Friday. But I've gone down the rabbit hole of this. Because this all started on Thursday's episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, right? So now we're dealing with the Kardashian space-time continuum. So this is a story that comes out of Thursday's episode, but now is present in headlines as though it is happening right now. What happened is... um, uh, Not true, that's their kid. Uh, Tristan Thompson called chloe to tell her that she's about to receive another present from him it's a dior bag it's one of course that she can afford but the the present is meant to display that he wants to continue to be close to chloe
1: like what is he like is this like a um the uh the male known as tristan thompson displays his prowess (laughs) by purchasing a Exclusive handbag.
0: Well, then Chloe apparently says, coming from the guy who, when we were together, I don't think he bought me one thing. Um, he also called himself El Cheapo during their relationship. She's like, I just want to be really smart and not have any of these lines blurred. It's just very confusing. Now, at that same time on the show, there is uh, there's a, a lot of evidence that Kristen was busy, quote, thirsting over Chloe on Instagram. So then there's this this sort of side conversation that's happening between Chloe and her mother about whether or not she should have more children with with Tristan Thompson.
1: She's talking to her mom about whether yes, or not she should of have course.
0: children. Um she she being Chloe Did- said, I might get some embryos and get a sibling. I might need to get some stuff from you, she said oh, to God. Tristan. But that's for a different episode. But also, yes, Khlo- Chris Jenner was pushing for Chloe to freeze her eggs and then reconnect with Tristan Thompson so they could have another child.
1: Okay, so what's the real deal here? Did these two, have they ever been in a relationship? I don't or know, I think that they, that's a
0: good question.
1: Or are they never not in a relationship? Meaning, is the lie that they were ever together in the first place and that he was always a to be real cheap about it sperm donor yeah i don't know or is the breakup the lie
0: i don't know meaning that they've always been
1: together because one of them is a lie. i guarantee one of them is a lie there is no way that any self-respecting female person Mm -hmm. individual Mm -hmm. would behave that way or should especially with cameras on meaning he cheated on you to your face in the whole world, oh no. and then you're going to go back for seconds. And in this case, I feel like we're on fifths.
0: Like, yeah, minimum. Anyway, that's why she's my D-bag today. She done. hmm When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have a D-bag double down update. Okay. This one having to do pew, 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 with two doctors that we have demoted to misters. That would be
1: They don't even get Mr. they just first name, Phil. Phil
0: Mehmet. <laughs> Phil and Mehmet. Uh there's a fake doctor, like an actual fake doctor that is weighing in on this nonsense. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So when the fake doctor is talking some truth to the real doctors who now have been exposed That's... as fake doctors, just go with me. What a we'll crazy talk about world it after this on my Talk 107.1. Okay, so remember last week we had some difficulty with some TV doctors. Phil and Mehmet. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley. Trainer, are you there, Bradley? Hello. There you are. Okay, I could see your lips moving, but I couldn't My lips are you. moving, but you can't come in. Woo. Okay, so... Uh, remember last week we had some difficulty with Phil and Mehmet?
1: Yeah, we re- uh, resorted to calling them Mr. Phil and Mr. Oz, but I don't even think they deserve that uh, politeness anymore. We just call them Phil and Mehmet. Mm-hmm. Maybe Drew. Add mm-hmm. him into the yeah. mix for good measure. Oh,
0: yeah, because yeah, he showed up earlier, and then we forgot about him in the middle of all of this. Well, um, what's funny to me, and this was like a very spectacular part of my Saturday, was... Um, an actual fake doctor weighing in on what the real doctors said.
1: Oh, like uh, what kind of a uh, fake doctor?
0: Ellen Pompeo, who plays Dr. Uh, Meredith Gray
1: oh, on Grey's Anatomy. Look at her. I know. I totally
0: she's love She's always this. a truth teller. Well, she way to a- bring Grey's Anatomy up, Colleen. <laughs> You're welcome. See,
1: she's <laughs> always good for Grey's Anatomy. Busted. Keep
0: it relevant. Busted. Okay, so... Here's what had happened. So on Saturday morning, um, Ellen Pompeo, because she is a truth teller, I won't get into this, but I'm going to get into it through Ellen Pompeo. She took to her social media to... Um, she started with all of the protesters in several states who came out against the stay-at-home policies, which I support, meaning that she came out against them yeah, without going too far into it. Yep. But... Um, I supported her words on that. She uh, talked about um, people being selfish and careless, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But she also brought up then in following that those TV docs. She said also to those out of touch TV docs, which I'm sure they would call me, LOL. You took an oath so, so many years ago to do no harm. Making careless statements in this environment when so many healthcare workers are suffering physically and emotionally is defying that oath. Uh, and then she, I mean, she took them down. Good. Phil and Mehmet. Bye. And I just thought there was something kind of spectacular about the fact that Ellen Pompeo, who plays a doctor on television, who i like she's actually speaking more truth right now than are yeah when she shows up with the,
1: with the ethics that a, an actual doctor has yeah. and she's not an actual doctor your point is well taken so um i feel like this has been a wonderful moment for those of us who follow celebrities mm-hmm. and pop culture because it really has been a reckoning for a certain uh, seg- sector segment of Um, celebrity, which seemingly is innocuous on most days, like every other day before COVID-19, Dr. Oz certainly had problems and we talked about them. But for the most part, he wasn't like a menace, right? He wasn't a public nuisance. This moment has really shown people like Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, um, Dr. Drew to be potentially a nuisance. And that's on the like, That's at the very least a nuisance, but at the very most a danger. Right. And that is not hyperbole. And I am not qualified to make these statements. So don't take anything I have to say seriously. But from my personal opinion, as one of many on the station who pay attention to these things for a living, like, it's just clear that, like, you can't get away with the same old stuff. No, that's why like people like Gwyneth Paltrow need to be double, triple, quadruple careful. And I guarantee you, because here's the truth. Here's the truth. Oh,
0: y'all, he brought his finger out. He is wagging his finger, Here. which means he's about to drop some real truth <laughs> yeah. on us.
1: And I'm going to get real mansplaining. Oh, I can't wait. Gwyneth Paltrow is what? Uh, woman.
0: Woman. Okay, sorry, I didn't know what the right answer <laughs> yeah, was I know. in that moment.
1: Well, you should have, because you're a woman. <laughs>
0: sorry. Oh,
1: sorry. (laughs) No, my point is, I guarantee you that Gwyneth Paltrow has figured out that now is not the time to make headlines for being a a snake oil salesperson. Mm -hmm. She is, and she will continue to be. However, she knows better because a woman knows how not to step in the dog's business. This actually true. She has learned these lessons the hard way. She will take to heart the lawsuits, the uh, negative attention online, she will have turned that into a strength. Whereas these bloated, white, white, middle-aged talkers, men, (laughs)
0: men, male male, male talkers,
1: um, will not learn the lesson because they will ride their egos all the way to... Uh, or they think, rather, that their egos are going to get them through this. And the truth is, in this moment, that is a dangerous, dangerous gamble. Mm-hmm. Because you could lose your career. And if you really, truly... That's why I don't understand... Okay, I'll shut up. I'm No,
0: I want you to keep going.
1: I just... It just...
0: I'm appreciating this. We
1: don't have the luxury mm-hmm. in this moment of listening. Like, most days we can roll our eyes at Dr. Oz and say, like, Garcinia Cambogia, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. But like when it comes to public safety, there you know that's a very dangerous thing, and you don't just wade into that territory lightly. Right. And I my point is, a woman would have figured that out by now. These fools have
0: not. Oh, and they are just, and uh, you know, by all accounts, we we heard Dr. Mehmet Az Ozz- Oh, sorry, M- Mehmet's <laughs> apology, <laughs> which I'm putting that in loose quotes because that was not even. I don't know what it was, that was. It was the equivalent of stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yeah, yourself. It stop was hitting yourself. Bizarre, but but apparently Dr. Phil, mm, Mister Philip, oh Philip, if even oh. that is his real name, <laughs> yeah. He Fill also me with lies. Apparently, told us what we all misheard about his. That's the other thing, like that kind of gaslighty stuff. I'm done with it. I'm over it. Don't explain what me, you mean by that. Don't tell me I didn't hear what you said correctly. Don't tell me, Dr. Phil, that the problem is not in what you said, but is in my interpretation of it. Right. That's the piece that feels like gaslighting. And Dr. Oz, sorry. Mehmet and Phil both have done this. Like you don't get to say something that is so absolutely obvious and then try to tell the American public or the people of the world that they didn't that it's their fault that they didn't hear you correctly yeah that's not how that again
1: most days that would have worked and it would have been fine and this would have been one of 300 news stories and we wouldn't have paid that close attention we might have included them in a d-bag spot but like at this point you're actually here's the other thing if i were oprah winfrey and girl where are you oprah show
0: up she's in her laser cut tub she's Taking a bubble bath
1: <laughs> Yeah she's like Girl She She I You know In her mind She's probably like I ain't getting anywhere Near these fools I'm
0: like honey You brought these fools to but us and that's, you cashed in From them yes. too
1: That's the reason Like I'm not giving her A pass in this moment She don't care what I think But She, should, she, she needs to show When up. this is all When the dust settles She needs to say something She mm-hmm. needs
0: to condemn And divest Say it Holly When we come back On the Colleen and Bradley show. Um, What are we talking about, trainer? Um, Oh, quarantine birthdays.
1: Yeah. We all have a lot on our plates. Work, kids,
0: relationships. And sometimes it can be hard to just catch a breath. When life is go, 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 it matters where you stay.
1: Hilton's family of brands is team members dedicated to making you feel truly cared for. So you can mentally check out before you even check in. Take the break you deserve and book your next stay on Hilton.com. Hilton for the stay.